Hey guys, thanks again for joining us here on episode six. Uh, this is just a disclaimer to let you guys know that our following interview was with Miss Anna Pancheva, a textile artist. She is going to give us all this awesome information on what she does. However, because she zoomed in, the audio isn't the best, but the conversation is wonderful and it was a real treat for us to actually get to sit down and talk to her all the way from Canada. So please enjoy our content. Yeah, it's even though we had technical difficulties, we're still babies. We still are trying to figure out audio stuff and we we're human. We make mistakes, but it's this is a really good episode. You can just bear with us. It's really good content right there. Really good stuff about like textile artists and wardrobe and in the industry. So I hope you guys enjoy. Also, if you want to follow her journey, you can follow her at Anna underscore Pancheva. She's on Instagram and she posts a lot of really cool, interesting pieces that she's worked on. So give her a follow. Also, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. It'll be more of an anti-Christmas Christmas episode. So we will talk about movies that are not necessarily Christmas movies, but they were released around the Christmas season. And uh, we're just going to dissect some more on that and then um we have some exciting news we've been posting some images as as of late and we're deciding to make uh stickers so stay tuned for that we're going to be posting our new merch slowly but surely we'll we're going to test the waters here yeah so uh stay tuned for all that exciting stuff we also have a tiktok we haven't really explored every single feature in there because we're kind of baby still we're old too and we don't know how to use it (laughs) yeah well i'm old you have no excuse erica i'm getting there (laughs) it's okay um but yeah that's pretty much it so just enjoy this episode with her we had a lot of fun talking to her and thank you so much anna for taking the time and talking to us we really truly appreciate that and enjoy guys thank you Hi guys, welcome to Toxic Shock. This is episode six with me, Erica. And Virginia. And we have a guest today, Anna. She's gonna introduce herself. Um, she works on big budget productions, so let's hear her story. Hey guys. Anna hey. here. How's it going? Good. Good. So Anna is was kind enough to call us all the way from Canada and she connected with us through like our love for all things costume design and wardrobe. So this is what this episode is going to be. So we would love to kind of get more of a background of like what exactly you do within your everyday process, within textile artists, uh, what does that entail? And also what are you currently working on now? So you can give us a little backstory on that. That'd be great. Yes. Um, so I work at, within the costume department in the Union IOC 873, which I'm sure you guys have one in LA as well. Um, and within the costume department, I work as a textile artist and a breakdown artist. They're kind of similar, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I'm currently a key textile artist at Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and then formerly what we do in the shadows which is how I've connected with you guys, too. Right. Uh, um, so, yeah, as, as textile artists, it's kind of like a, a surface design of a costume. Really anything that would go on the surface. Uh, dyeing, screen printing, hand painting. Even, even in some cases, we'll make fabric. We'll do weaving, embroidery, beading, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the breakdown element of it is a little bit more common to come by and it's basically aging and dying and things like like often people don't think about when you see on the screen you just think it comes like that right old dated. but that's a lot of a, of a process that we go through making costumes right because when i see like certain like scenes from for example what we do in the shadows like i feel like from an outsider's point of view that doesn't really know what goes on behind the scenes i feel like oh these costumes are probably bought or rented somewhere you know like i had no idea there was somebody actually working on getting that perfect stain of blood you know or that perfect coffee stain you know it's like that's pretty interesting you know because nobody really knows these things it's like a mix of rentals there's definitely there's a lot of rental houses in toronto for sure but yeah and often it is it's all made 
in-house, and especially when you're dealing with multiples, like what we do in the shadows, for example, is a lot of blood multiples. Yeah. You know, you'll, see, you'll see, like, Guillermo in his, uh, in his bloody trench coat, but, like, people don't realize, like, we had to make several of those. Oh, Because wow. he has, like, it's blunt. Like, he has, like, I had to die yardage of it, and we, we copied a a trench coat but we needed to have multiples because some need to be clean some need to be dirty some right. need to be even more bloody than others just right. for continuity because often things aren't shot in the order that you see them on green as well got it so that's kind of where like the it, it is artistic but then the highly technical part of it comes in when you have to like multiply what you did and think about the stages and be conscious of the script and continuity and things like that yeah so they give you a script too then right to follow like yeah. along the characters like lines and like evolvement in a way and then you guys Absolutely. you kind of take off of that or yeah well i take you know we have a costume designer we have a big group like we'll have cutters sewers uh builders fx builders sometimes even sculptors just depends on the show but you know it's typically i read the script i'll you know the costume designer will meet with me give me a problem to solve or just whatever vision there is of the character and then we have to execute it right oh wow I have, a, I have a question. So how is what we do in the shadows, like, how is it different from Star Trek? Like, what do you what do you do more in Star Trek? Because I don't think there's aging because it's futuristic. So, like, yeah. what things do you do? Um, well, that's more, like, it hasn't come out yet, season one. So I'm not going to, but I'm, it's, but it is along the lines of, like, say, say Discover. It is very futuristic and sleek. But then there's, you know, there's, like, action scenes. There's creatures like i don't know if you guys have watched star trek at yeah. all but yeah yeah uh, so that will be more like on the surface design of things where like maybe we'll have to screen print some yardage of fabric a certain design or we'll have to like foil um surfaces of the costume metallic that's like a big thing do you guys ever use latex on that one um I've never made latex clothing, but yeah, like I've worked with like silicone. Oh, got it. I, do, I did a lot of silicone with shadows, with all the blood. Got it. The gear, but yeah. Because when I think of futuristic, I think of like, I don't know, the sick latex type of like oh, yeah. ensemble, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, that was part of your thing, but um, yeah, so like since we, that all sounds like fun. Um, like everything that you do, but since we last connected, you gave us three films to watch. And yeah, yeah so first of all, I want to know how you got introduced to these films because there's something different. Like, you know, they're. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do have, um, I did make a little note of where I've heard about each one. Okay. Um, so as we go, I can let you know. Um, so the first movie, uh, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, um, I actually heard about that from one of my best friends, and she told me that this movie shaped who she was. Oh, wow. So I was like, like I was like, okay, I have to go watch this right away. Um, and then the costume design is by Jean-Paul Gaultier, right. which is incredible. Like, he, I mean, he can do no wrong. I feel like this movie, a lot of people think, like, well... A lot of people think like Fifth Element. For, yes, like, that's what I thought. <laughs> but it's a little bit more obscure. It it's is. Like, it was like a British movie from the eighties. Right. Um, but it's just like really stunning. It has like his like iconic like cage corset silhouettes and. Yeah, I see. I think what captured my eye the most. Sorry to interrupt you. Don't mean to. <laughs> um, was the waiters like that? The spoons that was on their vests, you know, and like the corset, and they had like these knives popping out. Everything was very true to the movie, you know. So yeah. I really like that. And there was a specific type of red that was used there too, you know. It was like the this symbolic. Yeah. In every room, right? Right. Yeah, and I, I did see the way Helen Mirren went through each room and her outfit color changed and that was really neat i was like wow like this is the first time i've seen this in a movie you know you don't really see that and that was what i tried to explain too that last time we met right that's that's when i understood i was like this is what she meant okay now i understand 
But I think like you, you're saying Jean-Paul Gaultier uh, because he also designed the fifth element wardrobe. So I think that's why people would think, oh, you know, it's very, it's very costumey in that way, mm-hmm. you know, but it's almost a little bit more couture, this one, right? I, I feel like it has, it's like there's more like sharpness to it, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah. They're very real and quirky. Like, yeah, like those four, the corset out of like giant forks. Yeah, that was so cool. That was so neat. Like, of course. I think it's also interesting just the context of the film in general. Like, with Fifth Element, obviously you're going to expect something wild because it's futuristic, it's aliens, you know, you're out there. And so that's why it's so stunning and people drawn to it because it's just, like, natural. Like, this is what I'm drawn to see. This is what I expect. But then with this movie, it's so, like, underground indie. Like, not everyone has heard of it. And this is when Helen Mirren was, like, probably just coming out, you know? And it's just, like, in the context of them being in this restaurant, and these bizarre like costumes True. and outfits and stuff yeah. like that's why it makes it so kind of like more special more like niche because like okay you don't see that all the time like this is not what you expect definitely okay. yeah. yeah so I like that that's what I like but yeah that was a great movie um, was- really enjoyed it yeah and then so- the next- oops sorry uh, oh. <laughs> you're good um, oops sorry okay? yeah <laughs> um another is um, the French title is Le Reine Margot, uh, 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a period drama. It's like late, like 16th century France. Kind of like to sum it up, like really briefly, it's kind of about like the political wars between Catholics and Protestants in France at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about this movie from like one of my most favorite costume Instagrams, which is do you guys know the Vampire's Wardrobe? Yes, I do. Well, that it's like the best for like just for any sort of like theatrical kind of couture, right. like both film and fashion. Uh, so she did a post of that, and I was like, wow, I have to watch that. And uh, it turns out, like, one of my favorite, favorite actresses, Isabel Adjani, is in it. And, yeah, that one just had some really iconic moments, too, that, like, I haven't even, like... Because I feel like costume kind of, like, repeats and takes from other costumes. For sure. But it had like, some really amazing moments. Like, did you guys get to watch that? Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, that scene where she has, um, she's using the hem of her skirt as a hood... Right. You know, where she, like, where she goes into the village, like, looking for a man. And she has that mask on. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that is so brilliant. And, like, I've never seen anybody copy that. Right. I wonder if it was like the true, true to its history, you know, like, cause it was kind of an obscure, obscure act she was doing, you know, looking for someone like yeah. to like for the night. So I wonder if that was like a, a, a thing for them. Like if, if they were going to do like something obscure. Out for the prowl? Yeah. To like, fuck someone? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like I need a, a fuck man. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like wear a black mask not to be recognizable, yeah. you know? That was pretty yeah. cool. But yeah, that movie, I feel like it's now one of my favorite period pieces. Because mm-hmm. it's oh, like, great. it's like so true to its storyline is amazing too. You know, like the mother, like how crazy she was and this book that she made out of arsenic. You know, it's like, I, yeah. Poison play? Like, yeah. Just like if they like had a beef with someone exactly it's like, like take care of it. yeah <laughs> well, it's, like, it's also funny because it's kind of like the oedipus complex it's like there's this prophecy and then you already fulfill it yourself because you're trying to avoid this prophecy so when she goes to that dude and he's like oh your sons are gonna die they're gonna decay and she's like no i can't let that happen it's because of that fucking protestant dude and so yeah. she made this all happen but you know what? She was low-key kind of scary because of her receding hairline. She was just like a, a giant globe. No, uh, she was creepy. Yeah, she was really creepy. She was creepy. But yeah, yeah, like, honestly, like, the first opening scene, like, the actual wedding, like, that or, like that drew me in. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, this is like, it's yeah. almost like at first, the first couple of scenes, like, the costume was... To me, it spoke louder than the dialogue at times, you know, like it just like it just bled everywhere. Like the, the intricate details, her headpiece, the collars, you know, the corsets. I was just so drawn in by it. And then later on, I, I started to catch into the storyline. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a, a great this is also a great love story. Yeah. You know, 
So I love, I think one of my favorite outfits from that movie is um, her her white dress towards the end. Yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's also like very minimalist, minimalistic in a way, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just so, so beautiful too. Like it's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, and that, like that color red, like uh, so symbolic in the beginning where it's like, it's such a silent kind of awkward wedding scene and there's so much red dripping everywhere. Right. Foreshadowing, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, does this brother ever die? (laughs) I know, right? When I first like saw the intro, it reminded me of like a painting because all if you see look at the background actors, like them in the pews, they're just very still. And then I don't know why, maybe it was on my screen. I just felt like a painting, like just like the texture of it. And it's just like you just are focused on them and like what's going on. Like you don't like you're right. You don't need any context. You're like, okay, this is a you know a doomed wedding. True. Um. Funny enough, the guy who plays her lover, I saw him in another film before, another French film, you know, uh, Sereno de Bergerac. I, I'm butchering the pronunciation. But it's okay. Have you ever heard of that story, Sereno? Like the guy with the big no. nose and he's like a poet oh. and he falls in love. Okay. Yeah, so he was in that and like the costume design in that is pretty cool, pretty cool, same like kind of time period. So I'm like, oh, parallels like from my own, you know, education. Yeah. yeah. Thought that was really cool. But yeah, but going back to the white dress, I found it like pretty interesting that it was pretty similar to the Crimson's Peak scene where that white dress with the red stained blood. Like, I wonder, I wonder if he got, if Guillermo del Toro got inspiration from that film, you know? So, but yeah, but I feel like now watching that film, I feel like there's a lot of other films out there that grabbed bits and pieces from that storyline and also the aesthetics too. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Original Sin with Angelina Jolie. Oh, I haven't seen it. So I feel like it, it kind of wanted to mock this story like a lot, like even the wardrobe, but it's not, it wasn't even close. But it just yeah. I just saw the similarities. Like I feel like this was probably the American version of that movie. But okay. I mean it's not that great compared to this yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell IMG, just kidding. <laughs> well, I also found out because I did some research on the movie, um, that it's based off a book. I didn't know Alexander um, Dumas wrote it, the guy who wrote um Count of Monte Cristo, Three Musketeers. Okay. I didn't know it was a novel. And that was really cool. It was a novel, but I hadn't really come across it in my my life. So what was your favorite scene and wardrobe within the movie? That would have been that would have been the the hem of the dress being worn as a cape. Yeah. Where she's masked and like running through like basically like where like the peasants alley i think that's what they definitely it. yeah looking for the man and it's just like so weird because she's like she's like the queen right or she's set to be the queen and then she's a. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a great scene. Um, I also saw a lot of like McQueen in it too, like with the mask, you know? Yeah, so totally. that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome movie. Like, thanks for the recommendation. Like, I saw it with my husband, and even I he. Would, watched it. Yeah, even he, my husband was really into it too. He was like, wow, this is, this is a crazy movie. I was like, I know. And, yeah. but yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And then a third one I have. I just kind of stumbled upon it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's called Preaching to the Perverted. Um, and it's like an, a late 90s British kind of, I'd say it's maybe a comedy, kind of comedy drama. Yeah. It's like really cool. Did you guys get to watch yeah. Preaching to the Perverted? Yeah. So it's like a, it's kind of like portrays like the kind of like fetish kind of club scene, the 90s in the UK. and. You know, the main character is this dominatrix whose fetish is vanilla. Tanya Cheeks. Yeah. Um, But what I loved about it was, like, just, like, the kind of, like, really true styling to the club scene. Like, you know when, like, you kind of watch, like, a movie and there's a dominatrix and it's, like 
costume designers probably like, oh, we're gonna just go to a sex shop and buy a cheesy like PVC skirt. But this was like, I actually looked into it and they used a lot of indie like designers. Um, there was like House of Harlot. Oh wow. Ashamaro uh, shoes, Cyberdog. There's actually at the end when you, because I like to watch all the credits always. Yeah. They have a little thank you to like all the designers that they use. Oh, they use cool. a lot of like, you know, like local kind of indie designers who are doing like latex and you know metal they use metal couture which does like these like metal corsets and and i just thought that was like really cool and different yeah we did watch the movie one of uh it just made me want to be a dominatrix like it was just cool like just all her scenes i just like like i just like all her costumes too like the one where they go to that mansion and then like her little minions like her little like side chicks they have like they look like what like little deers or whatever like deers with like the purple outfit that was really cool the purple outfits were so cute yeah and um yeah i just i loved it i thought it was super like cute and quirky and like I, i was looking up trivia online and i heard like i read on there that it was banned in ireland and it was banned in the Philippines. Really? Yeah. Oh and, I, and I was watching it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm so desensitized. I'm like, it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. I, I really loved it. I thought that was a great recommendation. Like, I'm surprised yeah, a lot of people have seen it's it. It's like a lighter watch. It's like a little more like, right. feel good. Yeah, I loved it. I fell in love with the character right away. Uh, her, what was it like? Her her pet, the girl, the girl with the bald head. Uh huh. Yeah. Eugenie or something. Yeah, her yeah. wardrobe was yeah. amazing too. Like, there's this yeah. scene where yeah. she has like this plaid, um, sort of high collar, with like. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Very like Vivian Westwood ish, you know. Um, I I loved the film. It was really cute, really yeah. quirky. I loved it. Yeah, and she's such a babe too. The girl, um, Tanya. I, I actually Googled her, and it so happens that she actually directed um, Be- Notorious Betty Page, the documentary. Oh, yeah. I found that yeah. out, too. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, she probably is kind of into that scene then, you know? Maybe, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. She's, like, drawn <laughs> to those kind of characters. Yeah. Um, I really love the film. It's really cute and quirky, mm-hmm. and the costumes were everything. I don't think there was a, I had a favorite look of hers. Like, I think all of it was really good. And I did see. For me, see. that robe with like that feather trimmed robe. Oh, that was so good. I was like, I just want to like walk around my house. I know. That yes. one and her purple trench coat, the latex oh, yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. good. And even all her shoes too were great. Yeah. Hair and makeup, her hair, oh my god. Dude, that nipple thing where she connects all the nipple rings <laughs> and she's like, okay, you're gonna move with me. That was that so was, stressful, that I, scene. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I forgot you forgot about that scene. How could I forget? Because like, I watched this last winter, so. Oh, okay. Definitely forgot about that scene. <laughs> but that's a funny scene, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's all stressed out and like, she's I like, would be stressed uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So just like to touch base more on like wardrobe and movies, um, I thought about this. I don't know if you've seen The Cell. Pardon? I don't know if you've seen the movie The Cell. The Cell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that yeah. that movie too is also really good on costume design. That is the same costume designer as Dracula. Right. Dracula. Yeah. yeah. I and The Fall. Have you ever seen the movie The Fall? Wesley Pace? No. I should write that down. Yeah. When I was looking at, like, when we were talking about all these, I'm like, oh, wait, The Fall has, like, great costumes and stuff. Like, Lee Pace's, like, outfit with, like, I don't know what it's, like, his little suit thing. It looks so cool. And, like, the way he has his mask. Right. Um, yeah, it just reminded me of that. I'm like, oh, it's by the same designer as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which her name is Eiko Ishioka, right? I just watched recently Mirror Mirror, which she designed. Right. Julia Roberts and Lily Collins. Right. She does have that, like... Her last movie. Yeah. I don't know her last movie. Was that her last movie? Yeah, she passed oh. away. Oh, right. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah, she... she I know we talked... We mentioned her before, but... Yeah. But, yeah, that... I mean, when it comes to costume, I feel like it always comes back to, like, her for me. For like, sure. Like, for me, I, Stoker, I didn't put Bram Stoker's Dracula on my list of movies because I'm, like, so popular, but for me, that is, like, the ultimate. Like, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So. Definitely, it seems like she's the type of person that 
listens to the character and does her research, you know, executes everything with like great detail with the character in mind as well, storyline. It's like she takes every detail in, you know. Um, There isn't much people like that anymore, (laughs) which which is kind of sad. Well, she's kind of the kind of artistic costume designer and she does that kind of stuff, but you know, there's also, I mean, we can talk about like fun costume movies but there's also like costume design for like contemporary things you know right um, so sometimes you're designing a show that's like present and buying things at the mall so there's like right sometimes there's like a difference yeah between stuff different different show. so many layers yeah. that goes on just yeah. to like a, to execute the story that's what really interests me yeah. just like the way of executing it like how people interpret yeah. it And even if something is contemporary doesn't mean that, like I've worked as a textile breakdown artist, I've worked on many contemporary shows, and you'll be surprised how like, even just like someone's jeans, like, like you, you can't buy something from the mall and just throw it on an actor. It's going to look new, you know? Right. Like, everybody walking down the street has clothes that have aged differently. Maybe their shoes are, like, five years old and their jeans are new and their jackets, like, kind of faded. So there's a lot of work to be done with what I do in that, like, just making things look real, you know? Yeah, true. So yeah. do you look at these details a lot when you, like, meet people? And do you kind of, like... <laughs> no. yeah, like oh my god yes like when I used to take the subway to work like just like looking at like the construction workers like get on the bus or the subway like at 6am in the morning and like looking at how their boots are dirty and where the paint is on their pants and like things like subtle things like that absolutely yeah I would think you would because you kind of or even uh-huh. Just looking at how, like, you know, antique or vintage clothing, like, where it fades, where it wears out on the pocket, like, that's all, like, really great reference. Right. Very true. Yeah, like, speaking of that, also, um, like, movies like Romeo and Juliet, you know, like, the 90s version, you know, yeah. how it's, it's a period piece, right, the storyline, but this movie was kind of, like, adapted itself to be, like, this 90s type of, like... Uh, aesthetic and vibe you know um that's one of my favorites too because it's a there's like some dolce pieces in there for like the montagues and it's just very like visually for me it's always been kind of that movie that's kind of stunning you know um i don't know i don't know if you're familiar with like the new gucci um the new Gucci line right now, with the the new newest pieces. Um, is it the Gucci Balenciaga? No, it's or it's like the new collection for. Okay, I am. Yeah, the one where like like uh they did it in L. A. Right. Yes. Show and like Macaulay Culkin walked. Yes. And so the Macaulay Culkin look was very DiCaprio from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, these these kind of like pieces just kind of keep on living, you know, which was pretty interesting. Uh, and it's not like a huge period piece either. I mean, the storyline is, but the way it was adapted with like these, like a fresher look, you know, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So brilliant. Who's the costume designer for that one? So it's Kim Barrett. Okay. Uh, she also was a costume designer for The Matrix. Oh, really? Yeah. I, that's news to me. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. So she did like Trinity's outfit, Carrie Ann Moss. So yeah. yeah, she's still out there and she has an Instagram too. I, I think we follow her on Toxic Shop. Oh, okay, yeah. sweet. Oh yeah, and then uh, I just saw Dune, speaking of stunning. Oh, did you yes. like it? <laughs> I did like it. Like, uh, yeah, I did. Okay, storyline, everything? Yep. <laughs> you guys okay. are like, I'm looking at your face. You're like, uh. Yeah, Virginia didn't really care for it, but I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the looks on like Lady Jessica and all like the the elder elder women, like it was so stunning, all that mm. beadwork. Yeah. All the on the hems. Like I just like that detail. Yeah, costume design that was it was really good i i liked it a lot it reminded me of that like i don't know if you know this instagram designer um i don't want to butcher his name but demo baza or oh yeah demo I know like that. Yeah, yeah it's very it's very dune-esque so i thought exactly. like, yeah you know what oh, i 
think they did. Like, if you go on their website right now, because I did go on their website. Like, literally, I got home from the theater and I looked it up. Uh-huh. They did it. They have a Dune collection right now. So oh, really? Kind of like Dune collaboration. So oh. they been definitely like in, at the end. Like in the dead, like they're definitely wearing Demolaza. Like, okay, so then they did make pieces for that that film. I'm pretty sure they would have. Got it. Would I wear this in real life though? Let me see. (laughs) It just reminds me of Assassin's Creed. I actually have two pieces of theirs that were given to me at the end of a production once, like five years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, and I love them. They're actually so, like, they're so well made and beautiful. But I'm like, I don't know if I'm this kind of like. Burning Man desert kind of person, you Mad know. Mad Max. Mad Max, yeah, <laughs> but they are stunning, and I've tried yeah. to make them work a few times, and like maybe one day they'll work for me, but I don't know. What pieces are like, they? Uh, if you don't pardon? mind, what pieces are they? If you don't mind me asking. I have like a hooded shawl. Oh, I have got two. There's like a like a really thick boiled wool type thing, and then the other is like very thin and gauzy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They're just like a huge hood and with these like long pieces attached and you just kind of wrap it around your body in different ways. Oh, wow. Very doom. This one's really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep them. Don't sell them on Depop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see them on Depop, girl. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> that sounds pretty sick, actually. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, the, it was like the show was ending, like ending forever. And the designer was like, I know you... Because I do like them. She's like, I know you like them, just take them. So I was like, yeah, I that's really cool. That is cool. <laughs> the perks. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, what other film do you. Uh, well, we talked about Crimson Peak. I really also like Shakespeare in Love. I watched it again recently because it's just like a feel good oh, movie for me. I just watched it a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like um, Will Shakespeare's like little jacket. I always thought was really cool. Like just that blue, like kind of teal color. I really liked. And then um, Gwyneth Paltrow's costume is beautiful. Like her wedding dress. Like every time she's out and about. And even when she's like, because in the movie she plays like a man actor. Like. Like, that's really cool too. I, I just thought it was visually stunning. Like every everybody's like pieces, you know. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, what else? There's that one. Uh, Anna Karenina. That's a good one. Yeah. Jacqueline Duran was the costume designer for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those. Have you seen that movie at all? Or? Yeah. No, I'm not. That's a great movie. Um, it follows. I feel like the wardrobe follows her her transformation, like towards the okay. end. So I always, I always like when the costume has a lot to do with the you know the involvement of the character. So yeah. that was pretty cool. So this film has that heavily in like almost every scene. Um, okay. So that's a really good movie. Um, um, have you seen uh, Brazil? Yeah, yes, long time ago. It's like with um, Robert De Niro. It's by um, Jonathan Price is in it. Uh, Terry Gillum uh, directed it. But um, though some of like you know, it's in a world where everything's very bureaucratic, very like by the book, and then you see like the yeah. guy's mother, how she looks, and then, um, there's that famous piece where like he's in like this fantasy dream world, and he's like this guy in like a suit of armor, and he's like flying around. It's like I remember like, the shoe shaped hat, like the, the I remember a woman with this hat shaped like a shoe. Shaped like a shoe. And like leopard print. Mm. Is that the right movie? I don't know. Oh. Oh yes. Yeah. You're right. We we yeah. popped it up right here. Yeah, it just came up in the images. Yes. It's very like it's very like eighties does the future. Like yes. the whole, right? Like that the whole vibe of that movie. Yeah. And then we oh we were also talking about yesterday because um, me and Virginia met up to just fix things. Um, we talked about Barbarella. Have you seen that with Jane Fonda? Yes, yeah, that's iconic. Yeah, yeah it is. Love Barbarella. Yeah. It's just like I I just want to know what, like would you ever want to be like a costume designer? Is that like the goal? Um, early on I thought maybe, but like to be honest, I don't want to be a costume designer. Um, I mean, I do, I love style and I love history so much, um, but I feel like I'm really good at what I do and I'm really comfortable within the realm that I work. 
And then, I mean, costume designer is the ultimate, but there's a lot that goes along with it that made, that I think I've come to realize that I'm just not interested in, you know? Right. Um, it's a lot, it's, you'll be surprised. It's like a lot of like dealing with budget, dealing with your crew, going to meetings, like, do you, you know, like people's, like costume design is creative and sometimes it's actually not very creative. Right. You know? so, Cause you're the boss. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I really like what I do and I find it so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I actually get to see what I've made on the screen. Right. Do you, do you have like your parents or like your family gathered around? Like I made that, like that was me. Yeah. Like, well, I know like when, uh, when I, cause I watch everything that I work on and like my boyfriend gets so annoyed cause he's like, you're talking over this thing constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, remember that day, like, that I was, like, really pissed off? That was that, like, or, like, or, like, look at that. And, like, he's just, like, I can't watch this show. Like, I don't know what happened because you're just talking over it. <laughs> well, then, then then you know that you're in the right field because you're True. just so excited to talk about it. I get excited, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited for Star Trek Spatial Worlds to come out. Fortunately, I can't talk about it, but I think it's going to be really Well, exciting. I'm excited, too. I'll freaking watch it and be like, hey, I know the girl, though. For sure. I know. <laughs> Worked yeah. on that show yeah uh, it's a great show costume designer is Bernadette Croft and she's really lovely to work with so that's really cool. it's been a it's been a great collaboration with her yeah this noise sorry this this motorcycle is coming in right now <laughs> LA you know yeah LA land. um it seems so peaceful where you're at um, it's because it literally just snowed all day. It's oh. like the first big snow of the year. And oh. it, it like, it, it kind of like silences everything. Like, suddenly there's like less cars everywhere. It's, it's less noises. That is so cool. It must be like beautiful to wake up in the morning. I know. Know. Yeah. Right now it's like almost 80. Yeah, and it's November, and I mean, every year, like, it gets hotter and hotter. Yes. So, I'm just waiting for, like, some type of rain, at least, you know? Like, to make it feel at least that we're in the holidays. I know, it's been very dry this winter, and it's usually not like this, so that's scary. I know. (laughs) Here we go. It was kind of really warm here up until just, like, this week, which was, like, a little bit freaky. Oh. Like there's like it's like November and there's like still flowers outside. It's like really weird. Wow, that is weird. Yeah. So, what else do you want to talk about, Bird? Um, I think I just kind of want to talk about like, cause from my take, like costume designers here in LA, um, the little bit that I deal with them, they all seem like very artsy people. They all seem very like. Um, patient in the way they talk um compared to like stylists like stylists seem a little bit more like arrogant and a little bit more like they kind of have more of a jesus complex you know like when in reality there's always like a designer behind their concepts you know so how do you do you even like deal with stylists at all or is that just part of not of your world or um I suppose, like, uh, I'd say no. Like, a stylist is more, you'd say, someone that does more, like, editorial... True. ...commercial issues, yeah. So I'll deal with more of, like, a costume designer type. Yeah. Um, Got it. Yeah, because you see more of, like, that... Because costume designers have to deal with a lot of people in general for their job. Like, they have to, you know, they have to know what the set that's doing. They have to meet with props. They have to meet with the production manager they have all these other departments that they have to like be in touch with all day long it's really like just communicating things constantly is a, right. a big part of the job it's which is i'm kind of the person where i like to like just like sit down at my table have my thing in front of it, me and like work on it all day long and nobody talks to me right so that's kind of another reason why i I respect and love costume design, but it's not for me because I'm a little bit more of an introvert mm. and I'm happy just to like sit and be the dress for 12 hours yeah. and like not talk to anyone. Cause that's just, that's just, but yeah, costume designers have to be like extroverts and also like really good at dealing with people in many situations. True. Oh wait, I have a question. Okay. Yeah. When you first got started, how was like your first day? Like I want to know like, 
what they gave you your first day? Like how like how that went down? Yeah. Oh, it was. First of all, I was like, oh my god, there's like food everywhere because like with the union, there's like we had like we're like there's so much food. I was like, holy shit, like that was weird. But then the first day, I actually my first call was a breakdown call. Okay, no, I went away. Okay, cool. I had to make some prison gowns dirty. Just, like, I had to go in on a Sunday. And I thought it was really cool. It was, like, a period show. Um, so did they So they hired you, and then you went into the office, and they were like, here, you're going to dirty these prison outfits or yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I got a permit in IATSE, like, so it's, like, a permit, and then you become a member eventually, mm-hmm. which gives you some party. So I was still a permit. So I just kind of got thrown into this thing. Um, and then I just kind of started taking more calls during breakdown. Um, I did some work, like, early on, like, Handmaid's season one. Oh, you worked on Handmaid's too? Just br- just briefly, like, just as, like, a daily. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And then, like, later on, I assisted a little bit, another breakdown artist there. Because the way the union works is, like, you can call in for a day, or you call in for a week, or you can be a show call where you're, like, on the entire show. So I kind of got to know people and got to, like, get, like, different little experiences by doing dailies. Uh-huh. Which is, like, you call, get called in for a day. If you're a permit, you could maybe get bumped by a member. But, like, that was good to get the ball rolling and to, like, get out there and meet people. But it was, like, I was, like, whoa, this is, like, so weird and different. But like, now I'm just so used to it. So, like, before you got, like, you know, kind of hired on and got into this world, like, how did how did you get that? Like, how, how was that journey, like, starting off? Well, I, I kind of, like, for, for textilers, I have a, like, it makes sense, but it's a little unconventional. I come from fine art, mm-hmm. um, which is not absurd, because, like, I basically paint all day long. Um, people typically study fashion, uh, fashion design, um, that work in costumes. But I think like the, the paint background kind of gave me a bit of an edge because like I know color, I know painting, you can do oil painting, um, dyeing, screen printing, it's all kind of stuff I did at, in university. Mm-hmm. So then I just kind of got a reference from someone I knew that was in the union and I got my permit and I just started working. That's really cool. I know, like yeah. one of the lucky ones. Like that, I, it's just so unique to come from different backgrounds instead of the, like the main like fashion ba- background. I think that's just so interesting to me. How you were just saying, I think that's like a good quality that people should have. Like just have little snippets of little things true. to bring yeah. in. Very true. Uh, have you always been interested since you were like a kid in fashion and costumes? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was. Even in art school, like, I was kind of equally really into fashion as I was, like, painting. So, like, I could have gone either way. Yeah. Do you have, like, a favorite painter, artist? Um, painter, artist? Um, there's so many. Like, I literally... I'm, like, blanking. Sorry. I'm just, like, in my head now, I'm just, like, thinking fashion designers. Yeah. What, okay, so fashion designers, what's like your all-time favorite? All-time favorite, I mean, Terry Mugler, of course. Yeah. Um, he had an exhibit here in Montreal, like, so I went and saw that. That was really oh, stunning. Yeah, I saw your stories on that yeah. one. That was yeah, so good. Yeah, um, But, like, a big influence is actually, like, John Galliano, his time at Christian Dior in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, there's particularly this collection, his Haute Couture 2007, Spring Summer. I don't know if you remember all those like origami dresses. Yes. That was incredible. That was incredible yeah. for textiles. Like everything oh, yeah. was ombre and embroidered and like that kind of stuff, just like really. So much detail. Really into, yeah. That kind of like more theatrical, like runway stuff you don't really see anymore. Definitely. As much. Except like Iris Van Herpen. Right. I love her too. I love her in like all of her details. But after a while, I feel like the same dress is kind of like the same thing to me, uh, you know? Yeah, the same squiggly. The same concept, yeah. Um, I love to see it though. I love to see it like even on the red carpet, you know, when Grimes wore that Iris Van Herpen on at the Met Gala. 
Like, yeah. I love seeing that still because it's like definitely it's going to be the most different dress, you know, amongst people, you know, what they're going to be wearing. But yeah, after a while, though, like following her on Instagram, it's like, oh, yeah, that looks like the same thing, <laughs> you know, the same concept. But it works for some people, you know, the same ingredients, you know, like why change it, you know? So, but yeah, I, I agree. Galliano's great. I saw, I recently saw one of like this Vogue video of him like this on YouTube where he basically shows off his little escaped, um, this little cottage where he escapes from it all. I don't know if you've seen it. What? I watched that too. Yeah. Days ago. Yeah, um, objects of desire or something like that. Yes. He, when he walks you through like every detail of his little cottage, and everything is just so like beautiful. Like there's so much detail within every single wall, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it's such a reflection of who he is as a person and yeah. designer as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and that wallpaper made me think about like some of his past collections. Like I feel like his his living space kind of embodies. Right. The work done in the past. Yeah. Like like him, I would consider him more of like an artist, you know, like Absolutely, yeah. 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 The way he expresses himself, like he just has this like grandiosity of like when he talks, you know, it's like you just have to listen to him, you know. Um but yeah, I think he is one of also one of my favorites too, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, any questions? Well, yeah, I have a bunch of questions because this is not my forte. Like, I don't know costume design. But um, so is there like any pattern that you see randomly, like, you know, fat, like on a couch or like wallpaper or like any any sorts of inspiration that you can willingly bring on that you like tell your boss, like, hey, can we like incorporate this? Because this looks really weird and cool. Like, do you have yeah. any say in that? Like, um, like often... Like, a designer will come with, like, some mood board or inspiration or things from Pinterest, and um, I will have to create a bunch of samples and and kind of have, like, free reign on that, and then she'll come in and, like, look at, like, say I have, like, 20 samples and, like, kind of edit it down to five. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the collaborative process where, you know, she has the vision, I read the script, too, and then it's kind of a interpretation and then I just kind of like make samples, different dyes, different paint techniques and then she gets to edit it down. Yeah, that that just seems really cool to me just to like get it right, you know? Like you just yeah. like find like some random thing on the street that you see and like bring Absolutely. it in. And right. that's just so interesting to me. Right. Like something I've, I've experimented a lot with recently is uh, like rust dyeing. Like if you pick up rusty objects and like wrap like, let's say silk or natural fiber in it and let it like soak in vinegar. And then when you unwrap it, you get like really crazy rust patterns. Oh, wow. So things like that, like I like, I love that stuff. Like I also, I haven't done this yet, but I really want to try like botanical dyeing with like uh, flowers. Okay. Okay. Like getting the pigment out of flowers to like dye things and make patterns. Oh, wow. I just bought a book on it, so I'm just like, I want to like experiment with that too. That seems like, really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. So much potential there. Yeah. And, but yeah, there are there's shows that you can experiment like that, and then there's also shows where I'm probably like sanding jeans and like shoes and stuff. Just right. To make them look Very like straightforward. Yeah. Of what I do, yeah. It's funny. I always feel like denim looks better when it's like aged too. Like when, whenever I see denim like new and crispy in the store, I'm like, it just doesn't look like I don't know. It doesn't look interesting to me. It just looks like a little. It just looks too too new, you know. Yeah. Um, when people wear like even when I see like the homelesses with their jeans, I'm like, those are kind of cool. <laughs> Where'd you get that? I know. Like what's but, the for that? But um, but yeah, I feel like you know clothes when it's aged it has like it, it starts to embody this character you know exactly and then the actor kind of feels it too being in the costume right it's like, it's like a whole big picture yeah speaking of actors any like juicy scoops <laughs> that you have for us maybe <laughs> i know like what's the what's the dirt sorry i was just taking a picture of the day and her dog <laughs> i don't know you know like late like since covid i'm I don't really get to go to set very much because I work in the office. Um, 
before it could be like you could just walk on set no big deal like walk into the fitting but now because we have protocols in place um, there's different zones so I don't really go on set as much unless there's like maybe like a lot of blood to do or something but I think typically lately I don't really see cast so much I don't have so any, like, like how's the office life that's what I office life yeah <laughs> drama yeah. I think that, like, I've heard I've heard things from set like that have happened like you know like actresses trailers getting broken into and people stealing our underwear and stuff like oh, that oh wow like, shit <laughs> okay. like that was like pre-COVID like I, I'll hear like things like that like someone peeing in a dressing room like not nothing just like petty stuff got it yeah but, oh, wow. I wish you could yeah. name names, but yeah. all right. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like, it's like who's an asshole? I, I, I just want to know these things. I can tell you who's really nice. I got to meet Mark Hamill. Oh, dude, I bet he's super nice. Uh, that was like season two. I did season one and two, and this again was pre-COVID era. It was mm-hmm. like just before it hit, and he was in a fitting, um, wearing a, a, that cape with like that kind of. Uh, that gold detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had yeah I had to hand cut that and like applique it onto the cake. Um, so the designer was really nice to like pull me and like my two helpers into the fitting to meet him. That was just amazing. Oh, that's nice. He was so nice. He was like, oh, you made this. It's so cool. Oh wow! Did you have to sign? And like- then I was like, I can't believe I'm like standing in front of Luke Skywalker. It was uh, really yeah, nice. that's crazy. Did you have to have like sign a NDA or anything like that? Well, you generally do that um, when you start a show. It's a part of your deal memo. Oh, got it. So it's already At the time, I couldn't tell anyone. I mean, I told my boyfriend, and, like, he's like, okay, he's not going to tell anyone. But, yeah, at the time, I couldn't tell anyone. Even I had I had two girls come in and daily with me, two of my friends. I didn't tell them. And then they came, and they were like, whoa. Like, I didn't know I was going to meet Mark Hamill when I woke up this morning. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, day made, pretty much. Yeah, but he was really cool, and I know, like, everyone was, like, totally starstruck by him, and he was, like, really professional and cool. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Dude, yeah, yeah. were you, like, do you have to keep it really professional, or can you be, like, hey, can you yeah, just, like... Yeah, I do. I, I, I always just, like, keep a great face. <laughs> like, can I please take one picture, please? <laughs> Poker face, dude. I know. But, yeah, no more of that, unfortunately. With COVID, you can't just, like, mix and mingle yeah. anymore. Right. So, how is the COVID regulations over there in Canada? Do you guys still wear masks around? Like- yeah, in a, yeah, in public you do. You can go to like a restaurant if you're vaccinated. And then at work, it's I think it's still going to be masks for a bit. Yeah, we're pretty much the same thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And we get COVID tested for work. But then if you're around the actors, you have to be even more COVID tested. Like you have to test even more. So. Right. Yeah. But, so. Do you have any more questions or I don't know. Let me think. Um, just Anna, like what else what else about you? Like let's go. Anything you want to share? Yeah. Anything, any I questions? Um, any questions for you? Uh, sure. I mean randomly or life questions, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> What's your sign? So, I'm an Aquarius. Okay, cool. I can sense that. Yeah, you're chill. Yeah. You're I don't know what my rank is. <laughs> Look it up. She's a Taurus and I'm a Libra. So, okay. yeah. Um, cool. And then, Virginia, you say you work with stylists and costume designers. Is that in like the rental? Because you work in the rental world. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, um, I work for movie studio services. That's okay. the department that I work at within Nordstrom. So, we get a bunch of like uh, any production and stylist. So, we get both production and stylist people that come and pull from us. Um, so, that was my question when, okay, so I deal with stylists and also costume designers. So, yeah. before, before I had this job, I was more in the industry. So, I just dealt with stylists. And I think this job now, I see more of costume designers and I see like a huge difference within their characteristics, you know, and just demeanor themselves. So a lot of the time stylists have, it could be anybody they're styling, even an influencer, and they just think like they have the right to like not pay for certain pieces, you know. It's just wild to me, like all the stories that you've told me. So yeah. yeah, so for me, it's just very like, 
off-putting in a way because it's like wait like you don't really make these clothes you know you're renting out of a department Mm -hmm. and it's not like I don't know for me it's just that's just me other people could probably see it differently but for me like whenever I meet a costume designer they're just more they're just more kind (laughs) Yeah. yeah so but but yeah like that's kind of like what I do so and I I take care of them all the way into like the billing process so whenever it comes to billing out that's a different story too because a lot of these stylists think they don't have to pay because they dress a certain person you know but they don't understand that this is like the process you know if if they go to a different showroom or department to rent and they don't have to pay it's because that person wants them to like either tag them on instagram or you know do other favors but it's just like the entitlement yeah there's a lot of entitlement yeah and it's like who are you like come on like we're running a business here like you got to be professional yeah so that's very like kind of like off-putting here of this city i think specifically mm-hmm. i feel like new york is probably a lot different than here because new york i feel it's more editorial work so a lot of the stylists that work over like with editorial that i've come across are not like that you know so but yeah i mean i think that's why i raised that question like to see like if you also have that same uh you know I wouldn't want, I mean, for lack of a better word, judgment of like stylists and um, costume designers, but you know, you do deal more with costume designers and you I see, do, yeah, I yeah. And then the costume designer has like more of a budget also too. It's like not true. Um, not the same as the stylist. True. Even. And then you mentioned you also worked for a latex company. Yeah. So that was like my first like actual real fashion job. I was Vex Clothing, yes. Yeah, so I started working for her. I was interning for her for a little bit. And then after I interned for her, she basically hired me on as a personal assistant, which was basically like handling her her social media, um, uh, photo shoot fittings, like a lot of things, like invoicing stylists for actual like uh, custom works for their clients. And it was really fun though too because there's a point where I was able to cut out some patterns for her. And since latex is not where like you stitch, you know, it's it's just a gluing process. So to me it was pretty easy. You know, I thought like, oh latex, all you have to do is just like cut out the pattern and just glue it. You know, yeah. but obviously there's other like tougher, you know, more detailed work that she would do that I would be like, like the corsets with the boning and all that, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, that was really interesting to me too. But, um, after that she was like, you know, let's just hire you full on. And then from there she, we were looking for a showroom for her to like, for actual stylists to pull her pieces for clients. So that is when she found a showroom in LA. And then from there, I would be the one to like, you know, just deliver all of the pieces for the newest collections. And then from there, I got really friendly with those people. And then they offered me a job for a rental department where it was nothing but like these crazy beaded dresses, like very like bougie stuff, you know. And I remember that that moment on Instagram, your stories were like insane with these like fur coats and like yeah, everything was just perfect gowns. Really, yeah, and yeah, and you know, I thought in my head, I was like, oh, this is LA, this is like celebrity town, like people were like, I'm gonna see like the Angelina Jolie's, the Gaga's, you know, but to my disappointment, it was a bunch of like stylists trying to style these influencers because when I came over to LA it was nothing it was nothing but influencers tiktokers and pretty much still is you know every once in a while you get your like a a uh celebrity names you know like the adels or like the gagas you know um but for the most part it's all like tiktok people and that's just like crazy to me dude yeah like it's such a strange time it is a strange time because i really don't get it you know like i like who are you what talent have you like pushed out there so we can adore it and love it nothing really you're just like goofing off on the internet yeah I don't know. It's just inter- well, we're goofing off too, but <laughs> providing information. Yeah, we're providing information. Good, good point. You know, yeah. 
But, um, but yeah, I mean, I got a little bit like, oh, this is kind of annoying that there's nothing but influencers, but whatever. I, I still had a love for the pieces that we rented out, you know. Um, but then COVID hit and they laid me off, which was kind of like so annoying because I would work around the clock. I mean, when you work for the industry, you're pretty much like you have to be available if there's any like fashion emergency. Like you got to go over there and open up the rental department and say like, yeah, what do you want? You know, like these are these are options and stuff, you know. So then when they laid me off, I was like, this is annoying. Like I did so much for them and like now what you know and i still have a friendship with the designer of vex clothing she's still she's still really cool and but at this point like i i don't think i would want to go back to the industry because it's just i liked being around such creativity um i liked being around these amazing pieces the people just kind of ruined it for me a little bit so Right now, within studio, I I am liking kind of that it's like a corporate environment where there is actual chains of command for these people. When they rent out pieces, they have to follow, they have to sign an agreement, you know. Yeah. So that kind of backs me up, you know. So so yeah, and the fact that it's Monday through Friday and I'm not being asked to work around the clock and be available for these people all the time, you know. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool for me too so right now I'm just I'm just gonna settle and just enjoy where I'm at you know <laughs> because I feel like when I was in the industry I was too much there was a voice in my head that was like okay you're here now you gotta go here now mm-hmm. now you're here now like who else do you meet to go here now you know yeah. so yeah. it's almost like COVID like told me like just chill yeah you know so I'm just gonna chill. <laughs> it's like a hard reset, you know? And Definitely. I feel like I felt that too, cause I was um, working on gigs here and there. Like I was working on two movies, like independent movies before COVID hit. And like, it was very stressful also working like a part-time job. And it's just like, you know what? You need this time to figure yourself out what you really want to do and enjoy. True. Like you want to enjoy life and not just feel always like stressed out, you know? You yeah. have to have that good stress. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Even like on my end, I feel it like when we all went back to work and film, after being off for a long time people kind of just like readjusted and thought okay maybe we need to slow down and like think more about like our like well-being and like not overdoing it and just mm-hmm. take our time for like safety and things like that i feel like it kind of made people chill out a little bit more because we can do pretty long hours sometimes oh wow yeah especially well people on set mostly like i I do office hours, which is like a 10 to 12 hour day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people on set can do up to 16 hours a oh, day. Damn. Yeah. But I feel like after COVID, it caused things to kind of slow down a little bit and like cut back on hours and just, you know. For sure. Yeah. Chill out a little bit at work. Yeah. 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 It's funny because, you know, when the whole COVID thing happened and everybody was just on lockdown I was listening to a lot of business of fashion the podcast and there's an interview in there with Rick Owens and he talks about like how the the runway show is going to look completely different now that there's not going to be those extra people there like you know like the influencer and like it's going to be straight just fashion people but and I thought I thought wow like maybe this had to happen for that to happen you know but I, I don't see a difference you know I feel like they they much need that too these brands you know to get you know their designs out there and whatnot like the bloggers you know so but yeah yeah <laughs> good talk good talk I think we we ran about what an hour or so um, we're at yeah we're at an hour yeah perfect uh, any last questions on your end anything um, I'm good I feel like we talked a lot yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk soon again cause yeah, yeah. I'm happy to come back later if you want to talk again yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. if you have any ideas to let us know um, yeah also, if you ever, like, in Los Angeles, it'd be cool to have you personally, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, I cannot wait to go to Los Angeles. That'd be so cool. Yeah. 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 We can all meet up, take yeah. pictures oh, and stuff. How much is it there in, like, August? I'm curious. August? That's how, like, 
Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> August is really hot, like ugh, annoyingly hot. Like we're they're just we're just coming out of the steps of uh, of summer, but it doesn't last until like October. It la- yeah. I feel like this past summer though it hasn't been that bad. It's just it's just sticky. Yeah. Just, just sticky. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sticky. Yeah, on my, it's on my to-do list. To yeah. If, if you're into summer weather, then definitely August. That'd be a great time. I always love the springtime here in L.A. You still have, like, the wind and all the flowers are out. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice time. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'll definitely hit you up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, over. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your support too. Like it yeah. means a lot to us and the fact oh, that the fact that we actually were able to talk to a textile artist from Canada, that's definitely gonna boost Yeah, us up, yes. So. That is super cool. Yeah. I was really excited when you were down. I'm like, I yeah. this yeah. is cool. I was actually excited like I was excited when I saw you guys were doing a podcast because I've been following Virginia forever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. So I was like, that's cool. It makes perfect sense. Like with the, what both of you do, like, mm-hmm. I think it's like great. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that, you didn't even mean it. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> of course I did. All right. Well, I wish you a good evening. Yeah. Have a nice evening and bye. Bye. Thank you. So yes, guys, that was her interview with Anna. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Did you like it, Erica? Yeah, I liked it. It was very informative. I have no idea anything about costumes, so that was really cool. Yeah, we're so thankful that she actually was interested in calling us and telling us about sharing her her textile artist um, details that she does. So that was pretty cool. And if you guys ever want to, like, comment or give us any suggestions, if you know anybody, we would love to interview anybody and everybody. That'd be really great. Yeah, just let us know. Hit us up in the DMs. And as as per usual, keep it crispy. Keep it crispy, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to us, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode.